Make sure you like, subscribe, and hit that bell icon. Hello, and welcome to Let's Sip and Talk with Freema. So this evening, I'm in my car because I'm being a basketball mom tonight. But of course, I had to get this interview in. Um, John Gunning is a returning guest, and I felt the need to bring him back on because, one, we have a lot more followers now. And to actually sit down and talk with a former sumo wrestler. When we spoke with him before, it was kind of early COVID. So I kind of want to touch bases and see how things are going now. And plus, being a journalist, you know, how things have changed. Would you have did things differently? So I just want to pick his brain a little bit like we do all of our guests. Um, but thank you all for tuning in tonight. Make sure you subscribe to the YouTube channel to see the behind the scenes of Miss Let's Sip and Talk. And make sure you mark your calendars for December the 12th. We'll be doing a first annual Let's Sip and Talk with Freema closet giveaway and friends. So make sure you spread the word on that. So without further ado, we'll bring on Mr. John Gunning. Hello, hello, hello. How are you doing this evening? Oh, I hope you can hear me. No. I think we're having technical difficulties. You can't hear me. Um, if you guys out there, can y'all hear me very well? He can't hear me. Oh, goodness. Can you see me, John? Can you see me, hear me? I don't know. It seemed like he can't see or hear me. Oh, no. <laughs> okay, y'all. Huh? Can you hear me now? Can you hear me now? I don't know. He's in Japan, um, so it could be the time zone. Um, all kind of stuff could go wrong, of course. And like I said, don't let anything steal your joy. Um, everything happens for a reason. Hopefully, we'll get the kinks worked out. But until then, I hope everyone is having a great week. Can you hear me? Hello? No, he's still can't. Can't, Hi, we can hear you. Yeah. Hey, Melvin. Hey, Michael. How are you guys doing? Alan, um, I don't know. We can keep trying in the background. If not, I guess we would have to reschedule, unfortunately. <clears throat> Things happen. But I hope everybody's happy. It's hump day Wednesday. 
That's good, Michael. That's good. Hump day Wednesday. We only got two more days in the work week for the people that work on the weekends. Be happy that you have a job. Got to look at the positive before you pick out those negatives, people. I'm doing fine, Michael. I'm doing fine. Um, I'm in a car tonight because my son has another game. So um, team mom tonight. So as soon as we finish this, I'll be going inside to record him. I wonder if I'd be embarrassing him when I'd be yelling and stuff. But yeah, so that's what I'm doing. I'm doing fine, though. I'm excited to go watch him play. I'm thinking I should get like a, a T-shirt with his name and number on it. That's what I'm thinking. I don't know. Or should I just wait his 12th grade year? Hmm. I don't know. I don't want to be too extra. He already think I'm extra with the video I did of him last night trying to do the commentary and stuff. It was funny. So what do y'all have going on tonight while we're trying to work this out? Nothing, nothing new going on. Um, anybody did any good deeds that you want to share? Um, and just, just an FYI, just because, like I asked you, did anybody do a good deed that you want to share? Just because you shared it don't mean you're boasting or you did it to, what's that word? For clout. I don't know. That's the only word I know to use now. I'm trying to be hip. <laughs> but, you know, I'm asking, so why not tell it? I'm just curious to know. Um, did you compliment someone today? Let's see. I got a message. Okay. All right, so he's going to try a new um, device and see if that works. Oh, you're at work, Melvin. Get that money, honey. I'm glad I'm off work. I have been having insomnia for the past two nights. Monday and Tuesday, I could not sleep at all. I don't know what's going on. But today, it kind of hit me while I was at work. I don't know. Hey, Abel, long time no here. How are you doing? Hope all is well. Hope all is well tonight with everyone. Y'all make sure y'all tune in Friday. We'll have a gentleman on QZ. Um, he's going to battle me. I know it. I don't think we ever see eye to eye. Um, Okay. Okay. So, Michael, that means your daughter is a Sagittarius like me. She is the best thing ever. Yes. My birthday is December the 11th. Go Sagittarius. We rock. We are very cool people. Very, very cool people. Let's see. I got another message. Let's see what they said. Yes, yes. So, good job with having a Sagittarius, Michael. <laughs> So anyone that's tuning in, make sure you guys, um, yours on the 17th, so you're a Sagittarius too. That's what's up. Yeah, we're some cool people. You don't find many people like us, you know. But um, for December the 12th, that is the Let's Sip and Talk with Freema and Friends first annual closet giveaway. Um, and basically what that is, um, I have, um, I'll say some friends, you know, because I knew people that I could reach out to, you know, and things of that sort and who would reach out to me and want to give back. So basically, you know, everybody either grow out of clothes, doing a new wardrobe, kids grow out of stuff, 
you're a compulsive shopper and you just have too much stuff and you need to get rid of it. So that's what that event is about. We're bringing out gently used items uh, for individuals that either like thrifting or, you know, maybe just going through a little hardship right now, you know? So make sure y'all spread the word, share the flyer, you know, don't be selfish with this event. Everything is free. You know, if you don't feel you may come or you can utilize those services, don't be selfish. Share the flyer. You never know who path it might cross to where they say, you know what, I can really use this. You know, I can really, and hell, you may, you might find somebody that comes out there and able to do some Christmas shopping. It may sound funny to some people and it may sound like a blessing to others. You know what I mean? So you don't know what each person is going to have on their table. I'm hoping to have at least 10 to 15 um, people out there uh, with items to give away. I'm hoping, you know, but things come up, unforeseen circumstances. So if not, whoever can come and show up and show out, it would be greatly appreciated. Um, but yeah, that's what this event is about. And I say first annual because I want this to be an annual event. I want to be able to allow people to just think about it. You never know. I went on a whole tangent, y'all. Here I go. But you just never know someone's struggle. You see what I'm saying? So maybe no one ever had the pleasure of actually going in the store and shopping. You get what I'm saying? They never had the pleasure of going in there and getting a couple outfits, a few outfits, some shoes or whatever. Hell, if it's if it's a little gently used items, the tags may or may not be on it, but it still feels good to go in there and hold up them jeans or hold up them that jacket, shoes, whatever, that swinger. Swinger, is that what I call a swinger? Yeah, for your baby. You might find all kinds of items out here. You know, I know I had my friend, she want to bring a curio set, um, a nice dining room table. And I'm like, okay, we definitely want this stuff out here. However, we're going to have to get a U-Haul or something to bring it. What if somebody don't get it? So now I'm being negative. I'm doubting myself. I'm doubting the event and I shouldn't have did that. You get what I'm saying? So, but I say that to say this, we're going to have some good things out there. Make sure y'all spread the word. If it's not beneficial to you, it may be beneficial to someone else. So make sure y'all share that people share that. Totally went out just now. I'm sorry. We're gonna see if we can bring him back on. Okay. Can you uh, hear me? Yes, I can hear you perfectly. Perfectly. Great, Absolutely. great, great. You know what was wrong? What was that? I was using Safari, the Apple browser, and it doesn't work with Safari. Oh, okay. Okay, I, I, I have to say this, Mr. Gunning. I have to say this. So everybody's so Apple. <laughs> but I'm I, on Android. <laughs> I'm, sorry, I'm, I'm just one of the cool kids with the Apple, you know. I to, you know what I was doing while I was off there? I was downloading Chrome, trying to figure out what See? browser I need to use. So. Yeah, that Chrome, that Google. <laughs> yeah, I got oh, it. it's, it's, well, it's obviously yeah, it just doesn't work with Apple stuff. You got to warn me about that thing in advance. You know? Yeah, now I know. Now I know. But Mr. Gunnett, a lot of people weren't on previously when you were on the show. Um, so if you just don't mind to get things started, do you mind just telling a little about yourself? Yeah, sure, no problem. I'm from Ireland originally. 
I've uh, lived around the world in different places, Italy, the States. About 20 years ago, came to Japan on a holiday. Absolutely fell in love with the country, didn't want to leave. So as soon as I finished the holiday, went home, quit my job, sold everything I had and moved back here. Knew four words of Japanese at that time, but uh, found a job, found a place to live. And yeah, I worked a regular job for a while and uh, then just... Because I didn't understand Japanese at all at the beginning, the only thing I knew from television that I could understand was sumo. And I kind of got into sumo and moved up to Tokyo from Osaka, where I had been. Gave up playing soccer when I got too old and too lazy to run. Took up (laughs) sumo, did sumo for 10 years, fought in world championships. And now I work for the national TV company here as a broadcaster and commentator and uh, have a weekly column for the Japan Times, the main English language newspaper. And yeah, sumo is kind of my life here now. But I also do like bits of other things, other sports as well, rugby and football and things like that. But yeah, sumo is the thing most people know me for. Wow. Okay. Okay. So I I do want to touch on sumo a little bit for the ones that didn't catch the first interview, but I don't think we spoke too much about, we did speak about the journalism, but you said as far as the broadcasting and the commentary, tell me a little about that. Like, what do you do? Are you the one kind of in the background and he's moving through the crowd people and he's going, is that kind of... (laughs) Is that no. kind of what you're doing? I, I'm not. I'm not a background type of personality at all. You know, I'm gonna be. Give me the spotlight. Give me. Give me the you know, I'd be a Kardashian if I could. You know. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm. I'm. Um, yeah, I'm front and center. I, I for the live shows, I work with. So there's a team of us, and we do. You know, it, it'd be like football broadcaster. You'd have you know, Mike Trico or, you know, Chris Collinsworth. So you have teams of two normally. You have the, uh, the play-by-play person who is, in, in most sports, it's kind of the same. So this would be the Al Michaels role. So the play-by-play person is usually a media person. They come from a media background. And their job is to describe what's happening. You know, so it's almost like from the old days of radio where people didn't have visuals. So they would describe the action. Obviously, with TV, people can see it, but they kind of give context to what's going on. And then you have what's called the color commentator, or in some other countries, they call it like the the guest, the expert or the specialist or something like that. And that's my role. And that usually is an ex-player or an insider or somebody. And so the color part of that means you're filling in the color of the picture. You're, You're given the stories, the backgrounds and the, you know, so this player, okay. his grandmother was this, or, you know, he doesn't like, oh, okay. you know, or with uh, football, like it'd be, say, Tony Romo. So he, they're going to do this play or they're going to do that play because they like doing this. So that's, that's okay. the role I do on TV. Uh, then, of course, we have just preview shows, preview programs where we interview Ricky and we talk about, you know, how the last tournament went and how the next tournament is going to go. And then for the, the columns that I write for the Japan Times, that's basically up to me. Whatever I want to write about every week, whatever I think is a subject that, uh, you know, a little more depth to it, not just straight news. So, for example, today in the newspaper, my column is about a stable that just, one of the sumo stables changed its name. A little bit about the history of that and what, what it was like, why it opened up and, and some of the some of the little bit behind the scenes kind of stuff, you know. So that's that's kind of what I do. 
Okay, I see that um, Fabian said The Pursuit of Happiness. I don't know if you've ever seen that movie, uh, Mr. Gunner, with Will Smith. No. Where he kind of, no. yeah, um, I guess your story kind of reminded him of that. He kind of just, he had a goal. He had his mindset that something he wanted to do. And when I say he lost it all, I think he lost maybe his wife, you know, and he was stuck with his kid because he was so adamant about this machine, you know, like he believed in it okay. and he, he lost everything and ended up becoming a John Gunn. And you get what I'm saying? Like you went, you left and became who you are today. Um, Fabian also said, never be afraid to give up everything and start over. That's inspiration. And it is. Oh, you're frozen. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, people have said throughout the years that I do look like Will Smith. So I guess, you know, <laughs> probably something there, you know. <laughs> but yes, it is an inspiration because a lot of us are scared yeah. to even yeah. to step out there. And for you to go across the country, across the world, it's like. Well, you know, I was, um, I looked, I saw somebody else interviewing one of your former guests as well, Tyrone. Mm -hmm. uh, who, so I, I just caught a, a little bit of an interview that he did with somebody else today. And there was the one line I remember he was, he was saying he'd never actually been outside the US before he moved to Japan. That was his first time actually going outside the borders. And he had all that, like that fear of the unknown and things like that. But he's saying his advice, if he was going back in time to himself four or five years ago or to somebody in the same position, be just do it, just go. Because the rewards and, and what if, what's out there is so good. You know, I, I, so this is not my first time living abroad. I've lived in Italy as well. And Italy didn't go as well for me. It's a, it's a fantastic country. Mm -hmm. But the place that I was, the, the place that I was in my own life and, you know, age and lots of other reasons, like the job and, and money and different things, my experience in Italy was a lot rougher. But I loved the fact that I lived there, bad and all as it was at the time. So even if you have a bad experience in another country, it's so valuable. You know, you could yeah. be having the same bad experience in your own country, but it's still, you know, you're going to be, like I say this a lot, you're somewhere new, you're meeting new people. So at worst, you're going to gain some life experience and some knowledge that you didn't have. So right. I know people are always afraid of what they don't know, but, you know, life expands in proportion to your courage. If you just go out there, you're just gonna it's just gonna open up in front of you. All kinds of possibilities will open up. So just never be afraid. It's better to have, you know, go out there and fail or have a bad experience than to always live with the regret of wondering. You know? Absolutely. I say that all the time. Um, yeah. the what ifs. You know, you're worrying about the what ifs and yeah. he said Will Smith. <laughs> I guess when you say they tell you like Will Smith. <laughs> But yeah, we find ourselves worrying about the what ifs all the time. And that holds us back from so much. And right. that's when, like, when I, I spoke with you and Tyrone and, you know, the other guys, I tell the parents, you know, because I hear a lot of parents saying, my, my kid isn't going to college that far. And they could be talking about six, seven hours away. You yeah. know, like, don't hold them back because of something you wouldn't do. Like, let them explore. Yeah, I think that's, that's what life's all about, right? It's just about right. going out there and you know enjoying it and doing as much as you can and go out there, taste everything, see everything, touch everything, experience yeah. it. You know, turn over every rock and every stone and see what you can find underneath it. Climb cliffs. You just, you know, live life. You know, live that's what for you know. I, I agree with that a hundred percent. Even with traveling, you yeah. know, like I feel like. 
a lot of people work hard and, and still feel like, okay, that's wasting money. No, that's, that's, that's life. That's enjoying life. That's experiencing things. Yeah, we got to stop holding ourselves back. Um, Abel said, yeah, I love his mood. It simply meant you can find your joy anywhere and nowhere is far too far to be a home. That's really good. That's, you know, I mean, that's like even what you're doing now with this, right? You're not traveling to interview guests, but you're meeting all these people online and you're doing something new. And like, right. it's just even from the last time, you know, when I saw that video of everyone congratulating you on your year and, it's just like it's just taken off, right? So yeah. year from now, two years from now, you know, when you have your own show on HBO and all the rest of it, you know, <laughs> as one of the one of the early guests, you know. Yes, speaking into existence. <laughs> I yeah, I won't be a big enough name to come on the show. Then you know, at that stage. You yeah, know? right. <laughs> you have to get the uh, the other Will Smith on at that stage, you know. <laughs> You'll definitely be there. You'll definitely be there. Um, Fabian said, life expands and proportions your expand. And did I say that right? Life expands and proportions your expand. That yeah, was that's deep. my one. Uh, life expands in proportion to your courage. So the more bravery you are, the bigger the map becomes, basically. I don't know mm -hmm. if that's where I heard that first. Or I'll just say I made it up myself, you know. It's, it was one of that my makes ones. a lot of sense, though. Yeah, yeah. That's, uh, you because know, if you're a courageous person, you're going to step out there. You're going to do it. Well, you know, when I was this, it's a completely different thing. But when I was a kid, when I was in what would be junior high school or high school in, in the States, you know, I wasn't shy, but I, I wasn't confident around girls and stuff like that, you know. And it was kind of something I regretted at the time. Like there was some, some girls I would have liked, but I never asked out or things like that. And then when I went away to college, I went far away as well. So no one knew me. And I think it was really early in that experience. I remember just thinking one day, no one knows me here. I can have whatever personality I want and no one will think it's strange or different. So I just said, hey, I'm going to be more confident. And then I just was like that. And that's and everyone just everyone around me just assumed that that was the way I was always. I remember thinking, this is pretty easy. And it's like the worst that could have happened was like somebody said, really, are you like that? But I mean, that's it's nothing. You know, the, the things that people fear. Mm -hmm. or the the things that they build up in their head, they're never as bad as they think, and the chances of them happening are often low. And even if they do happen, so what? You just do something else, you know? Absolutely. So, yeah. Absolutely. It, yeah, just go for it. That's, that's some great advice. Just go for it because yeah. it's life, and, and life isn't promised to anyone the next day, so... <laughs> We got to have fun. We got to do things. We got to do what we feel like we want to do. Okay. To a certain level, you know, <laughs> a certain level. Yeah, I, I, it took me a while to discover the line as well. I might've gone for it a little bit too much when I was younger, but luckily there was no social media in those days. So right. nobody's going to drag up the stuff that I did. My right. I could only imagine even, even, you know, like, yeah. I don't yeah. think I got a cell phone until I was probably like in 11th grade. That's when everything kind of, so yeah, I'm glad it kind of waited. We didn't have social media and all that stuff either. So yeah, phew, I, we yeah, dodged the bullet, John. We dodged the bullet. <laughs> I wouldn't be able to get a single job anywhere if people saw the stuff I was doing when I was young, you know? <laughs> That's funny. That's why I try to tell my kids, you got to be mindful. You know, social media is a beast. Jobs actually look at that type of stuff. Yeah. 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 You just got to assume that everything you say or do online, even if you set your settings to private or whatever, people are going to find it. You just assume that you're, if you're online, 
you know, people are going to see it and just absolutely. accordingly, you know. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, what, how, how did things change? I know when we first spoke, I think COVID probably was kind of just starting. Right. Um, right. How, like what has happened since then, since we, we talked? Yeah, it's been, when was that? Yeah, probably it was early, early 2020, right? So I was just, the last work that I did outside of the house was in March. Oh, wow. For the last seven, eight months, I've been doing all my work remotely. So the TV work, they just, you know, set up the camera here. Uh, they send all the cameras. We set them up and I shoot from here. Uh, okay. The sports, I haven't been going to the events and shooting them. Like I do a lot of photography on the sidelines of games and things like that. So I just decided I'm not going to do that uh, while COVID is going on. And the columns and all the writing, obviously, you can do it from anywhere. Right. I don't. I'm lucky. I'm really lucky in that 90% of the work I do, I can do remotely. Okay. Um, so, but it's just been, you know, I, I kind of shut everything down from really early on and just like stayed home and, you know, didn't right. go, I didn't go on a train for the first four months. And I think my, my previous record in Japan had been like two days without going on a train. because, <laughs> as, any, as anyone who's lived here knows, like it's just trains everywhere there's uh tokyo city has 550 different train stations wow and some of those stations like shinjuku there's three million people a day going through the you know it's got you can just go anywhere on train it's just like people don't use cars really here that much you know not compared to the states anyway but yeah so actually tyrone that we talked about earlier Mm -hmm. i met him and joe i don't know do you know joe mattis did you, you didn't have Joe on, did you? I don't think so. Don't sound familiar. I yeah, hope Joe, I didn't say it. I don't remember. That'd be bad. Yeah, Joe's <laughs> another player out here. He played for Fujitsu, and now he's playing for for Lixel, uh, Washington. I think he was Washington State or Washington. Maybe he played. Uh, forget okay. that. One. He's probably screaming at the screen now. <laughs> but, um, him and Tyrone were working out in the park about a month ago, and I just came along and just you know shot a few photos of them, and they were the first English speakers I'd meet met. Since March, it was just wow. really, it was just yeah to actually to get to see people faced. I hadn't realized how much I'd missed it. You know what I mean? I thought yeah, I'm, yeah. And I'm online and I'm talking to people and I'm doing my work and lots of communication and it's like yeah this is fine. But then when you meet people and you're like hey you know and you give them you know fist bump or whatever you're like oh man just to actually be able to to, right. to them in three D and you know talk it was. It was really good. It was really good. But did you, uh, did you go through withdrawal from the trains? <laughs> no, I miss the trains that much. To be honest with you, you know, I'm I'm happy enough not to have to because you know, especially Tokyo, they can be crowded. You know, yeah. sardines you get pushed in. You know, but um, no, it's so from actually this weekend, I'll be going to shoot a sumo tournament. And okay. That's my first work outside in an actual sporting environment since March. So actually since February. So really looking forward to that. Yeah. So that should be fun and feel good, you know, to get back in a groove with things. Yeah. It's okay too, because I'm, you know, there's not going to be that many people there and we're photographers. So we're separated and we'll have to be like in face-to-face contact with people. Long lenses, keep a distance, you know. Yeah. uh, (laughs) 
Um, Fabian said, we fear what we don't understand. And that's what makes a great idea a crazy idea. That makes so much sense, Fabian. Yeah, yeah. That's that's true in so many different walks of life, right? Yeah. I mean, that's, what, that's the thing that with all that that's not just on a personal level but that's like on a group level you know where people where you talk about things like racism or you know hatred of foreigners or whatever it's always about what people don't understand right it's really hard to hate people when you know them and when you know them personally you know right, right. i grew up obviously in a culture where it was just all white people all white irish catholic people so everyone was the same religion everyone was the same color everyone had the same background so uh you know i i didn't see someone black on in real life until i was 15 years of age wow how did yeah. i feel 50 so i i remember i was just like what <laughs> you know? wait a minute wait time out john so did you see like on tv you seen blacks you just never seen uh, them in person american tv yeah obviously like american tv shows you would see people but irish i mean they're the population of people who were not white in Ireland in the 70s or 80s was really low. Wow. And yeah, there was only maybe one or two black faces on TV in Ireland. And okay. uh, maybe like the rock band Phil Linnett. You probably don't know Thin Lizzy. They were a kind of seminal rock band, but you know, the lead singer was black. But uh, yeah, we just, it was pretty much everyone looked the same. And I was in Dublin and I was in the capital city and I saw someone who was black in real life, in real life, you know, <laughs> and it was just like, it was just a surreal experience, but to be 15 before wow. you anyone yeah. of another color, you know, it's like, so there was, so like racism when I was a kid wasn't this thing. Like we, we hated the English because that's what the education system taught you, know, you. right? long history and all the rest of it. But so there was there were no other people to actually hate, you know what I mean. So there were no, there were no other races around. Like it was just like everyone looked the same. So there was no issues with other groups. But it, because we'll say there was a lot of a long, you know, nine hundred year history of war between Ireland and England, and mm -hmm. you know, so obviously they were the enemy, and that was driven into us. So I understood that thing of what you don't understand. So like that's them and we are us and we're right. totally different. And, but like then when you get older and you, you know, you go to England and you meet English people and you're like, wait a minute, this is like not so bad. Nine, nine, 9% the same. Like there right. are a few tiny differences we say culturally and stuff like that, but not, not the kind of differences that people from a third place would even notice. Right. So, you know, when you get older then and you, you see like that, how, a lot of this like fear and racism and hate, it's all driven by just not knowing and not understanding. Absolutely. And, you know, when you meet people, then you're like, oh, everyone's just people. People are the same. So, you know, people look different, but everyone has the same fears and hopes and thoughts and wishes. You know, everyone loves their kids. They want them to grow up healthy and happy and right. you know, successful. They want to have a happy life. So, I mean, you know, all that stuff of creating division and fear, it's all based on just not knowing and not understanding. Absolutely. So, and it, mm -hmm. and yeah. definitely a, a learned behavior because, you know, we'll see the little kids, black, white, Mexican, whatever. They don't know any color, but, you know, yeah. parents, yeah. it's a learned behavior because they don't see that as, as little people. So, 
Yeah, that's definitely true. Um, Abel said, you won't find harmony in this life um, or you will not find harmony in this life um, in universe until you find it and establish for real and established it for real. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, that's all we can do, right? I mean, we can just work towards, you know, not propagating that, not continuing those things and just, you know, the people that we have influence on, whether it's our own kids or whether it's like, we'll say, you know, the people that we meet or talk through to these kind of things or work or everything, just, you know, making sure that those ideas don't continue or just like working towards them and just hope that it, you know, uh, just creates a better future for people. That's, that's all you can really do, you know? Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, Fabian asked a question, um, but I'm a, he commented on this. He said, there's nothing wrong with being racist. Being racist only means that you believe in the empower of your race. Being prejudiced is the problem and we can be prejudiced towards our own race. We, we definitely can. <laughs> what race? That's the other thing, you know, where, where do you draw the line? You know? Yeah, it's all about how you handle it because I'm pretty sure all of us have encountered uh, people that are racist, but we may not know it. You know, it, it's it's about how they handle it, how they show it. Well, Something. you know, the thing, the thing I, it's kind of, I, I mean, obviously people have ideas of what race is and stuff like that. But, you know, if, if you ever meet somebody and you sit them down and say, okay, at which skin color exactly do you switch from white to black? Because, you know, that, that range of tones or the eye colors or the hair color. So what is, like, if you get people to say, okay, give me the thing that all white people have that no black people have. There is nothing. You right? can't say nothing about the eyes. Can't say that. Once you go down through all of these different things, like everything from the color of your eyes, color of your hair, color of your skin, the foods you like, the music you listen to, whether you're good at dancing or crap at dancing, or you, you can take every single possible way of dividing people and you won't find one thing that one group has that another group doesn't have that doesn't have a race. I mean, you'll find maybe more people in certain, in certain groups, but there isn't, there's no single defining characteristic. Wow. So even the idea, to me, the idea of race is kind of ridiculous anyway. I'm not one of these people that says like, oh, I'm colorblind. I understand that there are race issues and everything. But the actual idea of this group of people is this and this other group of people is this and they're not, there's no overlap. It's just nonsense. It doesn't, it's not reality, biologically speaking yeah. or even culturally speaking or historically speaking, you know. And anyway, we all came from Africa, so, you know. <laughs> No. And he also said, we've encountered people who were prejudiced. They judged you before getting a chance to know you, prejudged. Absolutely. Yeah, but I mean, I, I was looking, I don't know how we got onto this topic. I don't know. I love it. Um, I don't know what I was looking. I was looking up something the other day. I saw some, I'd seen something. I was watching the American uh, election and all that. And there was all these, you know, there was a whole thing about race and there was some word used some that I'd never heard. So I started looking up all these uh, racist terms, you know, historical racist terms mm -hmm. and that had been used in the U S and there was one, I don't know if you've ever heard this. What is it? Smoked Irishman. Never heard it. Yeah. So apparently like in the 1800s, early 1900s, is that a darker Irish person. <laughs> it's somebody black. <laughs> 
Oh. Because <laughs> the two lowest social groups were obviously the blacks and the Irish. So there used to be, I, I don't know if you, this is a totally different thing, but there used to be signs in stores uh, back like, no blacks, no Irish, no dogs. This was in England. They used wow. to put things in, in, the, in the window. So like you could apply for the job unless you were black, you were Irish. And obviously the dog thing was then just an extra kick, you know. Right. So, too yeah. low. so Irish people being white, like if you're going to use that thing, then there's also the thing of like, we're the lowest of the whites. Really? <laughs> oh yeah, it's always been the case, you know. So there's a kind of weird... Uh, it's a very, very different thing. Obviously, Irish people didn't go through slavery or, you know, the, the mass taking of people right. and, and moving them to another country and, you know, all the horrors of that. That was not part of our history. But in the more recent history, we were kind of considered, you know, more or less the same as black people to other white people. So I never knew that. <laughs> I tell you, I learn something new every time on my show, and I love it. I never but, knew but the flip side of that is uh, it's also kind of comes to light that back in the time of uh, slavery in the U.S., a lot of the, not the plantation owners or whatever, but the people who would have been like the the foremen or the supervisors of the slaves were almost okay. all, were almost all Irish. Or a lot of them were Irish because that was the only job they could get. Mm. And the slaves were literally the only people who were considered lower than them. So there's a lot of negativity in Irish history as well, right. you know. So wow. Irish people were dumped on by others. So then, you know, we passed it on down the line sort of thing. But, you know, when you look back, obviously mm. all this is, you know, history, but it's it's continued into mm. modern times. And you, you can see it even in the modern day still. Mm. Wow. Well, I, I'm glad I met you, John. Um, and I say that because just from this experience, you get what I'm saying? Like just to learn things, to see your walk of life, to see my walk of life. And, and yeah. like you said, with, with the whole race thing, yeah. I mean, how do you really differentiate? Is it just the color of your skin? Is it, I don't know. Like you said, it can't be because she has green eyes and, and you know, whatever. Cause my daughter eyes is like totally light. You'll think she's right. the milkman's baby, you know? Yeah. So it's, it's, you, you can't even look at it that way. Fabian did ask one question I want to touch on before we have to um, disconnect before my son kill me if I miss mm -hmm. his game. Um, Fabian said, um, do you think COVID is an Asian government experiment? If you don't want to answer, you don't have to. Well, one, there's no such thing as an Asian government, unless it means a government in Asia, like China or something like that. And it's a it's a coronavirus, and they're common all the time. They get you know mutated through stuff. So I don't think I don't think it's an experiment. I don't think it's something that was created to reckon. I'm not a person who believes in conspiracy theories, generally mm -hmm. speaking. Um, I have a scientific background. I come from from science originally. So uh, no. I don't. This is a simple answer. Sorry. Okay. 
<laughs> that's fair. That's fair. Well, John, is there any before we disconnect? And I, I really wish, you know, if I, if I was a psychic and knew how this conversation was going to go tonight, I probably would have sat my son down and said, Kali, I won't be able to make it tonight because mama has this important interview because I love talking about realness. You see what I'm saying? Like some yeah, people yeah. want to tiptoe around subjects and feel like you can't have conversations, but I love it. So I appreciate this. I appreciate this so much. But is there yeah. anything else that you would want to share before we have to? Um, say our good nights. No, I just that that point that you made there is just really good. I know it's really hard for people to because everyone is so sensitive, mm -hmm. and you know, nowadays, you know, the slightest phrase, the slightest word could you know blow up in your face. Like, so right. for me as well, like, I'm always you know, there's always a danger I'll just like say something casually and then it will you know, blow up or things like, like even some of the stuff we talked about now, I'm sure some people could take oh, it the yeah. wrong way, stuff like that. But it's like you said, if you don't, I mean, you can't understand stuff until you talk about it. Absolutely. So I might be 90% wrong in the stuff I said today. I don't know. It's just, that's some of the things that I've seen and experienced. If I'm wrong, please tell me, you know, I'm willing to always be willing to listen and, and to always, for me, the thing is, I don't know if it's the science background, but the key point for me has always been keep your mind open and be willing to change anything that you believe in if you're shown it's wrong. And if you have that mindset, you'll be fine. Like, if you believe in something, then, you know, do it and all the rest. But right. if someone tells you you're wrong, then change. Change. Well, I was wrong and I didn't understand that or I didn't know that. Um I'm had, I've had lots of beliefs and I've had lots of ideas throughout my life at different stages from when I was young and everything that I don't believe anymore, that I've changed. And I look back now and I go, man, I was really dumb when I was young, you know. But, I mean, that's that's what life is. Like, it's a learning and growing process. So um, that's all you can ask for, really. Okay, and and just and I said I was going to stop. I have to because my son already texts me. But, okay, and like you said – I. The way I am, and this is who I always been, I, I ask if I don't know. You get what I'm saying? So, okay. and I could be totally oh, yeah, yeah. wrong when I ask this. I may be way off topic and, and just correct me. And again, you don't have to answer. But uh, you mentioned science. So, Scientology, am I saying that right? No, Scientology you, is a religion thing. Science, real science. So, so okay. So, because <laughs> I always thought with the whole Scientology thing, it's like it has to be proven for them or something like that. Is that not the. No, it's okay. just a name. It's just a name. It's just a name. Gotcha. 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 Okay. 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 All right. Well, John, I appreciate this conversation so yeah. much. Yeah, so I much. I really do. I enjoyed it. I really did. And I thank you so much for coming on again. I thank you for giving me that one year anniversary um anniversary Yay. shout out. That meant a lot to me. It really did. It made me feel like so good. That motivated me just to see everybody, you know, commending me. So I appreciate that. I appreciate you. Keep doing what you're doing. Hopefully you can mentor me so I can become better at what I'm doing. <laughs> you're already you're already well ahead of me. And I I'm just really looking forward. Like every time I come on this, I I want to make a series, you know, like so every year, like as you get bigger and bigger and bigger, and then you know, I'll just ride your coattails right to, to Hollywood you know, when you're <laughs> you don't have to ride it, you're there. I promise you that. So 
everyone that's been uh, watching, everybody that's been commenting, responding, everything. Thank you guys for tuning in tonight. I hope everybody learned something or took something from this conversation. And uh, let's see, I believe Alan might have said a little something. Um, okay, just making sure. Okay, and as we always say on Let's Sip and Talk with Freema, peace and love.